Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Feels Like Weezer. It's the <laughs> podcast where we talk about uh, the discography of the rock band Weezer, song by song, track by track. My name is Martin David Tapia, and I'll be one of your hosts today. <laughs> and I'm your other host today, Eric Nash from Almost Famous Minute. Yeah, and we've got a guest here. Uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Corey O'Flanagan, and I host the podcast Song Facts Podcast. Yeah, and um, normally every uh, episode we talk about a different song in uh, Weezer's discography. Today's no different. Today we're talking about the song Freak Me Out, track 11 from Make Believe, clocking in at a, a scintillating 3 minutes and 26 seconds. Let's hear a little bit of it now. City streets at night Can be so intimidating I'm not the toughest guy I gotta keep my eyes open You came out of nowhere, man You really freak me out I'm so afraid of you And when I lose my cool I don't know start off with you what are your general thoughts on the song freak me out oh boy um i mean yeah i i kept coming up with all these other uh bands and songs of theirs and so forth that i just (laughs) would keep thinking about uh at different points uh in different ways but i mean it's just such a this really interesting you know different sound for them um and, and i like it a lot because of that i think (laughs) yeah i would say it's refreshing yeah yeah Yeah, i agree i think this is uh right up front i think i can say this is a great song i love this song cool ass song Corey, what do you think yeah i mean i'm 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 drawn to it because of the the harmonics it just it got me right away when I started hearing that because that is such a unique thing. And then I'm sure we'll jump deeper into this, but um, the, the, I, I, my brain always jumps to like how many different guitars are partaking in that and just really trying to dig into how they made that happen. And, um, but it's catchy and I, I like the song. It's, it's, I mean, it's for a second to last song to end an album on really, really great little deep cut they got here. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. This is like my pick for the make believe deep cut. Like, I think uh, I might like um, a previous song. Like, I think Hold Me is like a super mega jam in my heart. But like uh, this one is like right right there. It's like, I don't know. I love it. I think it's a great song. 
on on this album particularly. But yeah, um, the harmonics are really interesting. I think Corey, are you do you play guitar at all, or are you just like interested in the the workings of the guitar? No, I I do. I I'm limited, but um, I'm, I'm I play a little bit, and then I'm I'm definitely vastly interested in the um the workings of it. One thing that kind of caught my attention was I read something that the guitarist and and um and then Rivers were being interviewed about this song, and they essentially were just I guess Rivers had to go and learn a bunch of stuff that he didn't know about harmonics and all that and to me you can play it on the fifth seventh and twelfth frets or at least i can but it goes way beyond that from what they did in this song from what i was learning about when i was reading that interview so i always love when a song can do that and introduce me some to some new aspects of some music yeah it's pretty cool i'm gonna just like read off the thing from uh from weezerpedia i'm gonna read the quote from brian bell right he says uh but there's three guitars yep. playing those harmonics. There were notes that I didn't even know made harmonics. It took me a long time to figure out what was going on and how to play it. It was a song for me that I discovered things about the guitar I didn't know about, and that's always amazing when you've been playing the instrument for 20 years and you find a new sound it makes. It's cool, you know? And, uh, yeah, I think that's what you're saying, Corey, and um, I think it's it's pretty exciting as a listener, too, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of I think I read through that same that same commentary and it was what a just what a trip. I mean, how do you even come to that sort of lead in intro and then just keep it going throughout a song? It's it's always so interesting to me to try and get into someone's head about that. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, this album a lot, like recently because of the show mostly, but also listening to the demos like the make believe demos. And maybe like Rivers was kind of like on a, a harmonics trip or like figuring out like for himself, maybe that was something he was doing with the uh, with his guitar playing, because it seems like on a few other songs. Let's see. I wrote this down. The Damage in Your Heart. There's uh, some uh, harmonic guitar stuff. And then there was a demo called uh, for a song called I Was Scared. That is, uh, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think ever uh, released on any album. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah, and that has like some cool uh, harmonic stuff. And I think, uh, I don't know. It just seems that I've I've been noticing the harmonics. It seems like maybe Rivers was like doing that, figuring that out at the time that uh, during the years that Make Believe was being recorded. Mm-hmm. It, it seems pretty similar to like uh, uh, the Beatles uh, finger picking white album phase you know that which which they apparently learned from uh donovan but uh yeah i mean i would wonder like kind of like what could have that could there have been someone that he kind of learned it or, or heard it from in a sense did he hear it some happening somewhere else and that that'd be something i'd love to you know if someone if a listener out there knows anything about knows more about that's something i couldn't yeah i don't think there's any information available i wish there was but yeah listeners uh call in if you have that information uh to the feels like weezer hotline (laughs) i love it lines are open well (laughs) well, really yeah really feels like weezer at (laughs) gmail.com is the best oh yeah uh, but but and then then you know and that that three guitar thing um my bigger my even bigger question that at that point about that is so Rivers is 
generally the lead guitarist. Brian Bell's the rhythm guitarist. I mean, are they talking about the bass guitar being the third uh, third guitar playing harmonics, or does that is is it really another you know uh, non bass normal guitar uh, that would have been playing that, and then and who would who was playing it? Is it just Rivers doing double duty, you know, in the studio? Or yeah, I was wondering that too, or like maybe, maybe like um, that like a guitar that's tuned differently to like get different notes. Yeah. Because, uh, like you were saying, Corey, like this is my understanding too of harmonics. I'm probably on the same level as you. Like I play guitar a little bit, but I'm not. <laughs> and I'm doing lower than you guys. <laughs> I'm not a, a great guitar player by any means. But yeah, my understanding of harmonics is that like uh, only certain frets like make those sounds very well. well. Maybe, maybe like... you really got to turn the amp up or something like that. But I think that we can kind of use some clues within Weezerpedia to, to kind of determine this because I, I would guess that one or the other played the third guitar as an overdub because from reading this, it's the only track on this entire album to never be played live, which would to me mean that they just can't physically do it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I like your super sleuthing, Corey. This is this is good stuff. <laughs> We're digging in, and this is this is what this show is all about. Yeah, but uh, that seems yeah definitely probable. And they they do mention that there are three guitars. Oh, I read that. I read. <laughs> I already read that quote. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting, and it's a cool sound. And uh, one of the cool things, like, beyond the technical aspects of it is that I feel like uh, the song starts out with the lyric, uh, like, city streets at night. I think that's pretty evocative. And I feel like um, like those cool harmonic sounds are kind of evocative of, uh, for me, either, like, like twinkling stars, like a nighttime sky, or, like, maybe, like, the lights mm. of a city. I think it's a yeah, it's a really cool sound, and kind of um, the synergy between that and the lyrics uh, works for me pretty well. I totally agree with that. I, I'm wondering, like, I when you say that, it takes me to like drive, like, being in like evening time or night time, driving through a city, like on a city bus, looking out the window, and like those harmonic hits are like the flash of a neon sign or a streetlight or something like that kind of hitting and i i really like that I've, I've i've got a question do you guys believe that this is actually about a spider uh yeah i kind of went through a journey of like wondering whether or not it was and um i had my own ideas before i read the weezerpedia thing about what the song was and then i read that it was about a spider and that actually kind of disappointed me because i really liked my original interpretation which is uh, spoiler alert, the interpretation that it came back yeah. around to, like, eventually, once I read all of the facts. <laughs> but yeah, it seems yeah. like it started off as a song about a spider, right? That's like, um, that seems to right. be true. And uh, let's, I'm going to read, I'm just going to read another quote straight from BeliefNet uh, by way of Weezerpedia. BeliefNet.com says, didn't you write a song about a spider? to Rivers Kiwomo, and Rivers said, I did, but I changed the lyrics because I had the experience with a spider, and I realized I can't write a song about a spider. So I just envisioned something else that's analogous. <laughs> and in this case, it seems like the thing that he envisioned that was analogous was uh, 
like uh, an encounter with a human being, which kind of makes me a little bit uneasy because spiders are like <laughs> these really uh, like inhuman things. And I do kind of understand being scared of them because uh, I have like an irrational fear of spiders in my life. I have a little arachnophobia. There was like a big spider recently at work that was crawling around uh, on the floor and my coworkers all made fun of me because I shrieked like a girl and like ran into the other room and had to get one of my coworkers to like come and take care of it. I don't know if they used a sort of corporal punishment the way that uh, that Rivers did in the, the song, presumably. Um, we can talk about that a little bit coming up too, or if they were more humane and just uh, scooped it up and took it outside. <laughs> and I was so shook, so shook by the experience that I didn't, I didn't even ask. But yeah, um, so one of the things that kind of leads, sorry, uh, Eric, to cut you off, you go ahead. No, well, I mean, I, I think, I think we each need. I mean, maybe Corey doesn't have one, but at least I have. A, a, a spider, you know, story to tell, real quick, hopefully. Uh, and it was actually uh, n- nearly, you know, nearly two years ago. Uh, last time I was outside the city I live in, um, <laughs> uh, and it was actually uh, it, so it was in Seattle in an Airbnb, and a spider appeared in the bed. <laughs> this a, is a terrifying a story to me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I I literally threw myself out of the bed. I mean, I've heard of people doing that. I had heard the saying, and I landed on the floor, hurt my knee, hurt my knee, and I, you know, eventually did was able to kill the spider, find it, and kill it. (laughs) But uh, I even had to uh, take a picture of it though first and uh, send it to my Airbnb host, Um, and and she apologized. (laughs) But oh, that's nice. That was 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 it it an epic battle? Did you have to like? Uh, yeah. you know, dig through the sheets to find, to find this arachnid. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, right. It was it was it was it was in the blankets and the sheets. Yes, at one point, that's for sure. I'm scared. I'm scared just hearing this story. Yeah. That's fine. I don't have a direct uh, uh, personal experience with it, but I, what I will say is I don't remember exactly when it came out, but late '80s, early '90s flick arachnophobia. Yeah absolutely mm-hmm. troubled my childhood along that and the movie it were the two that just really really got to me as a kid yeah i don't really remember seeing it but um i think i might have i used to, i know i used to have like recurring dreams about like giant spiders and i think they came from like way back somewhere in my memory of like that that spider from it it was an old man from game of thrones so was it uh, that I I don't I don't get that. Oh, because okay. I've never I've never seen Game of Thrones. I'm so jealous. Go watch it. I don't know. I heard the ending is bad, and I decided to just skip it. It's not the destination; it's the journey. <laughs> don't stop believing. <laughs> um, um, uh, sticking on spiders just Please. a little bit longer, if if that's all right. Uh, so one of the three songs I wanted, you know, bands and three songs I wanted to talk about at least bands, um, uh, and and they're and they're pretty popular, you know, for Weezer here that we've been talking about them for the last couple album or no no all, all the way back to Pinkerton, um, Flaming Lips, so their song from uh, Soft Bulletin, uh, Spider Bite song. So so that being a real a real story about a real spider incident for one of the band members. 
you know, I could see that, you know, and, and Rivers being as much into Flaming Lips as he seemed to have been, at least, like I said, back back to, uh, 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 I just said it, um, uh, Pinkerton, um, uh, that, you know, I, I could see him saying what he's saying more so because, well, there's already been a really great song already written about <laughs> a spider incident story kind of thing. So it's like uh, let's not let's not tread on that lyrically. Yeah, maybe. As much. You know, let's let's try to change it. Up I guess a so. Bit. That's one way to look at it and not be so literal. But I, yeah, I like the way the song yeah. turned out. I think there can be. It's the, the songs about you know spider incidents are not like Highlanders. You know, like there there doesn't have to be only one. <laughs> there can be however many. It's like how many songs are there about love? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on this album, about uh, eight, right? <laughs> yep. Eight, eight or so out of the 11 tracks so far, probably. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and, got uh, more Spider uh, Song, so, Derek? I'm excited of, uh, on this. Well, album. no. So so, so we had already talked a little bit about, you know, that harmonic thing and so forth. And it's just that general interesting, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, interesting guitar technique, I think, you know, uh, and and I don't know that it's harmonics, but it's definitely like uh, the, the biggest the biggest term I would I would give it as arpe- arpeggiated, arpeggio, you know, for the Radiohead song, Street Spirit, Fade Out. Mm. So it's that that's really interesting that both of these songs involve streets, <laughs> you know, in their lyrics, titles, or not title, but lyrics. Um, and, and, and there's this interesting guitar uh, technique that's not, you know, all that common. Yeah, um, I don't think so. At, at least, at least yeah, for, for rock sure. Songs, and that's, uh, you know? I think we all mentioned this. Yeah. That you know, uh, it, that's like a big appeal of this song for me is that that cool uh, yeah. technique. Um, but yeah, uh, is it is it about a spider? So I think it started about a spider, and then like it kind of is yeah, right. like this maybe you know make believe story that started with the the germ like the seed of the the spider incident the spider encounter of rivers to uh kind of like this cool story i really like the lyrics of this song because it kind of tells a story and it doesn't tell like the entire story mm-hmm. especially the second verse is um yeah like kind of funny i don't know it makes me laugh a little bit like did i hurt you are you okay can i buy you a drink so it kind of like evokes this person like popping out out of nowhere and like uh you know <laughs> the the idea of rivers like maybe like shoving or hitting somebody and then yeah. being like oh i'm sorry is uh i don't know kind of like silly and funny and then like um i don't know ultimately like uh <laughs> relatable i think yeah i mean to me the verse and the chorus are what kind of is confusing it seems like the um the chorus is definitely to me about a spider and then the verses are more like like plain as day something else is going on which is kind of my guess is that he had the chorus and then he was like well i can't write a song about a spider so let me just change up these um verses a little bit to make it seem a little bit more human or something like that i don't know it just it, it really throws you off as soon as you get the idea that it's about a spider in your head 
you're really just searching for clues as to is this really the truth i think so but then um you you know if you if you swat a spider or if you hit a spider you will never ask it uh you know did i hurt you and are you okay <laughs> i think you you will be able to see by the effectiveness of your blow whether or not the spider is okay and you certainly i'm pretty sure would never buy a spider a drink i would never buy a spider a drink because spiders are my enemy. <laughs> well, well, and that's that's then that is then his uh, big uh, point. I think he, that he comes to in the bridge. He's you know the first line is I'm going to try to improve manners. my manners. But then yes, I'm, but then but then it's everyone. Yes, everyone is my friend, and you know. You know, yeah, okay, if he's talking about people, every every person, every human being is his friend. I mean, that's a little weird. I mean, I, that'd be a great world to live in, sure. But then if you apply that to, you know, the animal kingdom more so, I think it makes even more sense, <laughs> you know, that, that, you know, he has this more ideal to, uh, of, of, you know, all the animals kind of getting along when it want, you know, wanting to have, have this harmonious. Yeah. Existence. Like one of those, um, what are they like the Jehovah's witness, uh, little pamphlets where they have like all the, all the clouds and rainbows and animals all, <laughs> all together. Maybe he's envisioning <laughs> something like that, but yeah, my guess would be that, uh, like you were saying, Corey, the, um, choruses like really seem from the, you know, a uh, Weezerpedia quote that we read seemed to be about a spider. And then, like, the other stuff seems to be grafted up on top of that would be my guess for the yeah. process. You know, if I had to be a process sleuth for the uh, Rivers Cuomo's songwriting, that's how I would say it went down. And then also the bridge, like you were just saying, Eric, probably was added after because I don't think... I don't know. It doesn't... Uh, yeah, it might not necessarily makes sense uh for every spider to be uh rivers cuomo's friend do you think maybe i don't know and when you talk about manners that's not generally something that you talk about you don't you you aren't usually polite well maybe i'm not usually polite to animals i don't know about you two are you two usually polite to animals Uh, yeah i mean i think mammals i don't know about insects yeah, and like when you go down the chain, like as uh, creatures get like more and more simple, like down to the insect world or the amoeba world, especially, there's like an idea that like there's a social contract, right, between like people, like we maybe, well, I don't know, this is one way to look at things, but like maybe we treat people like nicely because they might treat us nicely back, or like there's a, it just like makes the world go round a little better, you know? But when it comes to an animal, that applies maybe for, like, a dog or a cat or a bear. Like, a little less, but still to some extent. But when you get down to spiders, you could probably, like, smash every spider in the world. Well, I guess then there would be ecological consequences, but not social consequences. Like, a spider, you're never going (laughs) to... They're never going to smash you back. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. So I don't know. I don't know. You really if... need to go watch Arachnophobia. 
Oh, I've seen Arachnophobia. I love me a little John Goodman. I mean, we got to consider that this is on the same album as We Are All on Drugs. And so you got to consider the idea that he might be sitting there after he just squashed a spider being like, did I hurt you? Are you okay? Can I buy you a drink? I mean, that's kind of, you got to consider that that might be something that happened. I don't know what his timeline on his drug use was, but. Yeah, well, the the album was written uh, over a long period of time. I think he went through like kind of ups and downs of like some drug time, some uh, uh, meditation times, like all all of these things. So yeah, I could I could definitely see that happen, and I do I like this idea of <laughs> Rivers whacked out on whatever goofballs Rivers likes to get or liked to get whacked out on, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, smashing a spider and then immediately apologizing. It's kind of like a weird <laughs> a weird idea that I like. Uh, yeah, and then um, after uh, I, yeah, and I just wanted to mention like the outro uh, musically, I think is really cool. There's like a little chord change in the end that uh, makes it like a little spookier than the rest of the song. And with the you know freak me out motif, like the name of the song, and then like the idea of being freaked out, kind of uh, for me, it really puts a bow on top of the whole song, which I already you know liked and have liked and continue to like. Yeah, and I really like the outro of it too, hmm. and also the harmony vocals. Yeah, good stuff. Well, and I, I think we're lacking one other new instrument discussion. Uh, last 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 uh, time, a week or a couple weeks ago or so, um, uh, we had the uh, uh, saxophone, and this time we have harmonica. Harmonica for the first time since uh, yeah. the Blue Album, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I uh, trust you guys on that. I didn't know. I'm, I was trying to go back through my head and see it. Like, had I heard harmonica before, but if it's on the Blue Album, I will go search for it. Uh, I don't know. I just read that uh, in my like, research. I didn't actually... Yeah, but what's the song? Is it... Uh... I, I'm pretty sure it's the lead song, I think. My, na- my name is Jonas. I think... Ah, crap. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but... Maybe maybe it's I surf was thinking wax surf America. wax America. That's yeah. definitely what I was yeah. thinking of. I'm with you. Um, in my okay. mind, but uh, listeners, I know you're you're you know more about Weezer than us, even though we have the podcast. Call in, <laughs> yell into your phone, just yell at your phone. You don't even need to yell into it; just towards it. Yeah, and you should nope. get through. I was I was right. Harmonica on the first track. My name Good is Jonas, but it could also be on another. Anything's possible. Live fact checking. I did find a really great um, Reddit thread. If you guys wanted me to uh, go through a couple of these snippets, absolutely. Yes. We got a. Uh, the title of it is "Freak Me Out" is fucking great. Agree. And there's some. Uh, there's some pretty great banter. Underrated song to the extreme. Such a different sound from them, and it's a great song to have before the album closer. One of the best tracks on Make Believe. It always calms me down for some reason. And then it really takes a turn. It kind of starts here. Honestly, I feel like 
a lot of make-believe songs are really close to being great, but the lyrics just really take me out of it sometimes. That being said, I love Red and Hurley, so I guess I'm just being kind of selective. <laughs> and then it still sucks, but I got to admit the whole vibe is cool. Too bad the lyrics suck. Unironically, the absolute worst Weezer song. And then <laughs> this is a good one for you guys to debate. This guy says, look me in the eye and tell me that love is the answer. Hindi version isn't a worse song in every conceivable way. And then the guy who just said, ironically, the worst Weezer song ever says, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. You know, there are some wishy-washy people from history. In my mind, when I think wishy-washy, I think Charlie Brown. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. So this guy's for me is a the Charlie Brown of Reddit. He's just a wishy-washy guy, and whatever anybody, the last thing anybody ever says is what uh, they will. I don't know why I gendered this person as he it could be a she or a they. But uh, yeah, well, um, poison face camo. I hope he doesn't take it seriously. Poison face camo. If you're out there, you're a beautiful person. Agreed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, so many, so many opinions, so much internet. <laughs> uh, so I have my my last and th- my third and last uh, little comparison that I thought of, and it's essentially it's pretty close to the beginning. It's when the vocals come in, and the way Rivers is singing here, it really kept reminding me of a song I couldn't quite nail down. I'm I'm just like 99% positive it's a Bell and Sebastian song. And I'm pretty sure it's also a one one of the female singers that they would sometimes that, that would sometimes sing gotcha. on some of their songs. Either Isabel know. Campbell or Sarah Martin. Uh, right. Exactly. That's right. And they they both uh, Isabel also plays cello, Sarah also plays violin for the group. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it, I, I was trying to listen to some songs selectively, not, not, not go through every single Bell and Sebastian song I have on my, on my phone, but, uh, but, uh, just couldn't quite find it, but I can hear it in my hmm. head. Do you, so, any, uh, yeah, do you have any, yeah, do you have any more out. clues? I've, I feel yeah. like I know enough about Bell and Sebastian that this is, uh, like one of the few areas where like I might be able to, to guess do you have any anything else for me to go on if if, if i can re- if i can replicate the riff it goes it does yeah yeah we're kind of derailed um no i don't know i oh, yeah. i but yeah, I mean, you know, f- 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 but but I mean, if 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 Rivers somehow actually truly incorporated all, all three of these things that I've mentioned, you know, or, or had some effect on this song, I mean, that would be absolutely amazing. But maybe none of them. <laughs> maybe none of them came into play for him. We can only guess. Hmm. Yes. Well, we do know that the drums <laughs> that he came in with weren't working yeah. and then he just said the song really wasn't working for anyone until the drummer got they got his licks in it right yeah yeah the, the, the yeah the, the the discussion there was uh uh <laughs> i don't know if it's kind of they're trying to be a little derisive <laughs> or not to uh mr phil collins but uh yeah they were they were talking about this uh drum pattern uh from a from a uh 
a drum machine or what have you, or Casio maybe even kind of keyboard <laughs> type <laughs> or what have you, uh, that, that Rivers was was doing as a demo with it. And, and I listened to that on YouTube, that demo version, and yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I hear how it's Casio-like, but I'm not sure how I hear it's Phil, Phil Collins-like. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were. I think they were specifically trying to say in the air tonight, but I mean the drums from that is is the very bombastic. You know the ones that that's the ones yeah. that I think of do, do, you know, do, 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 do. that are that are clipped. And so yeah, forth. I mean I would have to think yeah. that it would be a lot of reverb and a ton of. I don't even know what that would sound like, but I don't. When I think of Casio, I just think of him making that on a drum machine, right? So it'd be really hard to get a Phil Collins sound on a yeah. drum machine, I would assume. But who knows? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, one, uh, yeah, they didn't go with the uh, Phil Collins or Casio keyboard drum machine drums. They uh, we get uh, yeah. some uh, Prime uh, Patrick drums on this, and a cool quote uh, <laughs> that I really liked again from the Weezerpedia is that uh, uh, Pat's drums are correct on this song. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think Brian might have said that, uh, and I think that's true. I agree. Just state it simply. That's all you got to do sometimes. Right? Yeah. Um, so do we have anything more that we want to say about Freak Me Out in general? I mean, for me, it just kind of took me back. The, the Obviously, the main song on this album is Beverly Hills. And to go from that opener to this as the penultimate song here is a huge huge swing in energy and sound and um mm-hmm. i just was listening to it and just loving that those 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 two songs were on the same album and i i just i became a huge fan of this um over the last couple of weeks as i've been just listening to it over and over again really trying to get it embedded in my head for this <laughs> which you apparently yeah. succeeded at <laughs> i do i get obsessed with these things yeah, I've been listening to it a lot too, and this one definitely uh, is a grower. Like the more <laughs> the more that I listen to it, the the better it sounds to me. Um, yeah, I think I said at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, this is like uh, this is a pick for my, you know, deep deep cut, deep Weezer cut. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good one to recommend to. Um, well, maybe not to a new Weezer fan. There are plenty more. Actually, Corey, I have a question. If you, uh, I'd never thought about like the dichotomy between uh, Beverly Hills and Freak Me Out, but like if you had to pit these two songs against each other, I'm curious, like where, where you would uh, fall down on what side of that. Uh, That's uh, a really good question. So it takes me back to what I said earlier about envisioning these harmonics uh, being in the um in the nighttime like on a city bus and seeing these lights flickering and things like that so when i was when beverly hills came out i was living in milwaukee at the time and i was um i had a chicken business and i was delivering chicken all around the city of milwaukee and that song for that summer was just blasting on the radio so i heard it so many times and so that was like my daytime song. And then I think if I put this one up right up against it, I'm gonna not I'm gonna I'm gonna back out of making a decision and just say that's my daytime and this one's my nighttime song. I think that yeah, that's fair. 
And it's like, what do you, what do you, uh, you know, if somebody asks you like, oh, what do you like better, like day or night? Like, uh, they're both great, you know, <laughs> there's, there's good yeah. things. There's yeah, but no, you. people always used to be like, are you a night owl or are you a morning person? I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty much 24-7. But you but know, no, I'm definitely a morning person. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm, I'm a night person. So like, really? I'm going to come, I'm going to come down on the, uh, on the freak me outside of this. Yeah. I love both of the songs. And uh, yeah, I think you're like 100% right that it's really cool that this album goes from uh, from Beverly Hills to Freak Me Out and a lot of places in between. It's fun. Uh, yeah, so um, Eric, can I? Uh, is it time for me to ask you about the left oh. channel and the right channel? Left channel, left channel right channel, left channel, right channel. Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, very much in keeping with what we've already talked about a bit with the harmonics, I mean, in, in these th- three guitars, I mean, I definitely wasn't able to isolate in, in my listening, <laughs> for sure. I mean, a, a, a difference, you know, truly between three guitars, but there's at least two, you know, one, one on one side, one on the other that are and that are creating these harmonics and you get a pretty different experience you know i mean at first blush it might it kind of sounds like oh yeah this certainly it's the same song it's it's i mean i've listened to a lot of beatles songs especially with their you know uh uh crazy panning to to full to Mm -hmm. one side or another you know i mean full on you know certain instruments um with with one headphone uh you know a good bit um in and really hear it really well uh that way i you know, might get really really thrown okay where is the guitar and getting better yeah for you sure <laughs> you know it's like it's like when i'm listening to left or right whichever one it was i don't know but um uh you know in this case i mean it's not that blatant because of these i, I guess these because these harmonics but there is definitely this you know slight difference you know and 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 it's you know back and forth between these notes that you that you hear that uh that uh, you you hear, you know, in, in, in the left, it sounds a little bit one way, a little bit, you know, I don't know. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know about flat, flat or, or deader hmm. kind of, you know, and I felt like the right was a little. little Maybe it just doesn't ring out quite as long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said before, we can only speculate about how this song was recorded. It seemed it's beyond me for sure as a guitar player. You know, I don't, I do not understand how you would play this song. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, yeah. Well, 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 well. Back to the flaming lips. I, I forget, Martin. Have we asked, have we gone over this before in our little bit of time together? And and certainly Corey can can chime in too. Uh, uh, their their album Zyrica. Oh uh, yeah. Have we talked about it? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I mean I, I certainly own it on its four this this four disc set that is meant to be played on four different stereo systems. Yeah, have you ever gotten have you ever gotten some have people you. together and done it before? Oh. Uh not actual people. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I've arranged it on my own. You know, and I've, I've 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 been able to replicate it and get it so forth. And but then there was one time when uh, 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 a local record store uh, on its tenth anniversary, I believe it was, uh, uh, played it. 
back in 07 because I'm pretty sure it came out in 97. Um, uh, they, uh, they played it pro- pretty properly, pretty, pretty well. Yeah. I always thought that was a cool idea. Uh, I've, I've listened to it, um, like online or whatever, but I do have a, uh, yeah, I do have the CD, the four CD, uh, album somewhere around the house here, but I, yeah, I've never actually, uh, tried to play them all together myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it, 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 it's 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 a great bit of uh, studio wizardry to <laughs> to manipulate you know recordings that you've that you've made that you made in with with in mind of, of doing this this kind of crazy thing um, you know to sound a certain way and or sound and possibly sound differently as as they're as they're played. I mean because because the different uh, uh, CD players, uh, what have you, or, or, or digital too, uh, you know, with, with with whether or not there's gaps in between the the songs, little, little the little gaps or no gaps, what have you, and they can get out of sync a little bit, and but yet they still create this uh, pretty uh, you know interesting and and sometimes somewhat disorienting yeah. sound. You know, also it's fun to say Zyrica. I just wanted to say it one time for oh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> Zyrica. This has been the Left Channel, Right Channel Report with Eric Nash. All right. Well, that uh, I think will wrap up yep. the uh, Left Channel, Right Channel Report. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. And next, let's talk. Do you want to do Rocksmith first or covers? What do we do first? Uh, I think we normally okay. do covers let's- first talk about covers there is a song and that's a fact now tell me who has covered that who has covered that song who has covered that song let's talk about covers um yeah so uh through my normal source no covers um, but uh, going through uh, YouTube I mean there's definitely a little bit of uh, some bedroom living room mainly guys you know what have you a little bit of that there was even like one duo i wasn't too crazy it seemed like they were in a dorm oh yeah um, those two guys where their roommate comes in uh, in the beginning yeah. but yeah, yeah i watched right? that one it was yeah. pretty fun <laughs> yep smell this <laughs> i might die <laughs> oh no big deal i might die um but yeah so uh you know i wasn't crazy about some of that i listened a little bit you know like with that one and maybe one other but uh, certainly, there's there's the there's the common one, uh, Weezer cover project, and and I did listen to that fully, and 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 this time, unlike last uh, episode, last song, uh, there was a, a vocal melody replication in that one. There is there was none in this one, <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, I kind of wanted to hear that, but he's he's singing a little bit, you know, there, there's there's a little bit monotony, you know, there, there's I think there's some, uh, you know. Same notes in a row, um, every now and then. You know, certainly, certainly the the bridge with the with the uh, friends, or fr- friend or friends, part. Yeah, everyone is my friend. Um, and then there then there's one more. Uh, I, I did want to point out point out at least. Uh, oh yeah, Jason I was going to mention that one too. Uh, that one, that one. You should, yeah, you should check that out. I found that pretty. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's got like a little more uh, electronic vibe. Also, kind of like a bedroom vibe kind of not in the same way of like the people yeah. strumming on their guitars but like rec- recorded probably by one guy this guy jason porter presumably 
you know, in his home somewhere. And uh, yeah, it's cool. The harmonica solo is replaced by like a pretty cool, um, like a synth sound. And I thought that was like the most fun. Yeah, I agree, Eric. That was a, that's a cool cover. I would recommend that anybody listening, uh, if you like this song, go ahead and check it out. It's fun. I will. I love that. I love taking like a listener's position here on this and and learning about this. I'm so curious if these people are trying to come in and play these harmonics and if they're doing any justice to it. Yeah, it, um, there were more covers of this than I thought there would be, especially considering that uh, like Weezer themselves has never actually played this song live. And uh, like the fact that like I don't understand how to play these harmonics, but the uh, the Weezer cover project d- does a pretty good job of like hitting those harmonics and like they really resonate. And the Jason Porter one like is pretty faithful in that way as well. So yeah, and then there, uh, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it for covers. I think we can close up the covers segment. Let's do it right now. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to keep the energy up. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about covers. We talked about covers. We talked about covers. Um, and then so uh, for Rocksmith, uh, unfortunately, as of as of when I checked this, there were there was no Rocksmith available. Do you think that if there was a Rocksmith, it would like yeah. they would be trying to teach you like this <laughs> new technique that is like super advanced and you would be struggling to, you know, play these harmonics? Yeah, that would that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if 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 the, if the true developers, the real developers, uh, Ubisoft, if, uh, their people, if they actually went about doing it, that'd be pretty amazing. Um, but but you know, most all the CDLC that I've I've checked, I, I checked uh, one point. So, um, you know, anyone else trying to do it, you know, I mean, it's there's like I mean, at least half of the CDLC that's out there. At least when I pull it up, it's it's just glitchy and doesn't really do what it's supposed to do in, in, in Rocksmith, which is, you know, actually, actually show you and allow you to man, manipulate and try and, you know, try to, try to learn songs. It's not, you know, people have not coded correctly, seemingly. <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd almost imagine that, that someone that came along to actually kind of maybe knew what they were doing with, with the harmonics, <laughs> but probably would then not be able to code correctly. Sadly, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I can agree with that. All right, so no Rocksmith. All right, close it up. Play the closing rock the Rocksmith theme. And now at last we know if this song's on Rocksmith. Um, and now let's talk about our ratings, if you're ready, Eric. Rock, 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 rating. You want to go? You oh, yeah, go definitely. First? Actually, you know what? Uh, can we have Corey go for I don't know. I would yeah. like to hear Corey's rating first, if you don't mind, Eric. Yeah, right, I'm yeah, happy I'm to go first, but let me let, let's define the rating system a little bit better because I've oh, yeah. as I've gone through and listened to some of these episodes, I don't think that anybody's ever asked this. And so, what 
Is this a rating of all time songs, every artist ever, or is it Weezer alone? <laughs> uh, uh, for for me, the way I've approached it is is all time ever. Oh wow! That yeah. just is such a bigger pool. We went from a pond to an ocean. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and if Martin, if Martin has a different take on it, I don't know. Or Zach. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I that know. what we got to say. I think that we've talked about this already, but I think that what we have here is something that it grows on you in the same way that, uh, that the, uh, the, uh, you might have a infatuation with insects and spiders as a kid. And as you get older, it turns into a horrific fear. This song grows on you and you like it more and more as you listen to it. And I would say that if you sit there and look at the top 10 on, um, Spotify of the most played Weezer songs, I think that this should hit, number six so i'm gonna give it a seven because <laughs> i don't like to make sense Ooh. with numbers i'm not a math person yeah that makes sense that's i'd never thought about it before but i guess if we're if you're talking about like all the songs ranked of all time like seven's a, a respectable uh number that's pretty high up there i mean i really it just grows on me and i think that it adds to me what i look for when i'm doing a ranking like this and one thing that i've looked for in in so many different ways in my life is uniqueness and there is something unique to it like we were sitting there trying to grind out what was rivers listening to before to get these harmonics to to get this sound and we don't know. So maybe this is just something that popped into his head and he's just a unique individual and has the creativity to come up with it without being inspired in one way or another. And I think that you've got to give him another level up or two because of that. Uh, so Martin. Oh yeah, my turn. What, what, what would oh, you I rate rated a on? 10. 10 out of 10. Man. I think, that, yeah, this is uh, uh, one of my favorite Weezer songs, I would say. Yeah, mm. up there, um, I think I mentioned Hold Me earlier from this album. Hold Me is one of my favorites. This song yeah. is right up there. I think it's a great song. I would, uh, yeah, I would agree with uh, Corey that if, um, yeah, if it deserves a place like in the top played, or it deserves a place in the top played Weezer songs, um, maybe in aggregate, that it doesn't exactly occupy in our world, but in my heart, it does occupy that that spot. So yeah, ten out of ten. Wow, I like that. Yeah, uh, Eric. Last but not least, let's hear it. What's your rating? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, again, looking looking back, like like you were just talking about some of the other songs on this album, and "Hold Me" has been my favorite so far. That's for sure. At a nine, uh, so I'm gonna have to give this a nine point two five to to edge that one out. But also, you know, what, what, like you asked Corey, I mean, you know, it's for me. I, I I think I've been thinking about this in terms of all time. So I mean, it's it's definitely you know up there. You know, I mean, I, I have to give Tomorrow Never Knows the ten. But <laughs> you know, this yeah. I think if you're talking about songs one... like all songs of all time, you can have like a bunch of songs that are tens, and then like if you kind of like zoom yeah. into that ten uh, ranking, then like there are probably tiers like there within the ten, you know, the top yeah. ten, top tens or whatever. 
from nine to exactly. ten. Exactly. All the all the all, all the, the different... uh, it, uh, not iterations, um, fractions. That's, fractions. There you go. I like that. Yeah. There is no right. There is no wrong. It's just how we feel about a song. And when we feel like we feel about a song. What a cool song, and what a cool podcast we had talking all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so it seems like we've come to the end. Uh, do you want to go first, Corey, uh, plugging anything that you've got going on or just letting the peop- anybody who may or may not, well, not the people who are not listening, anybody who may be listening... <laughs> Tell yeah, them, uh, what to you those got listening, and especially to those not listening. Yeah, tell people who aren't listening too. Why not? <laughs> um, no, I host the Song Facts podcast. I'm uh, I interview different musicians who are well known, not known at all, all over the place. Just because I love discovering new music, and I really like digging into um, the songs, just like what we're doing on this show. But I, I try to talk to the artists directly about it and uh, and and get it. So, songfacts.com. That's where you can find it and um, and check it out. We got a lot of great shows, and I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a pleasure. You've been a yeah. great yeah, guest. Thank you. Beautiful guest. <laughs> Vo- vocally. <laughs> Absolutely, in every way, vocally. <laughs> uh, probably physically i don't know i can't see you but i can only assume from your voice that you're a beautiful person oh thanks anywho uh i'm gonna uh, plug myself real quick i uh am a musician you heard uh the theme song at the beginning and maybe a little bit in the middle and uh some of the other theme songs for the segments that's me uh if you couldn't tell from my goofy ass voice i was <laughs> that's me singing playing the the guitars not knowing how to do harmonics but doing my best and uh if you like that you can check out some more of my music at uh, bandcamp.com slash martin david tapia m-a-r-t-i-n-d-a-v-i-d-t-a-p-i-a eric go uh, yeah, you can find me uh, uh, on on this network that we're on, uh, Pantheon Podcast Network, with Song Facts and uh, uh, my other show, Almost Famous Minute, and this one. Um, and uh, that, that's you, you can find uh, a whole bunch of other shows as well at PantheonPodcast.com. Um, so, and you can also find my very first show, uh, Watchman Minute, uh, way back in the day I did with Travis Bow. A uh, big thanks to him for getting help getting me started and down this road of detailed uh discussion um and uh finally i need to mention uh the microphone i'm using is uh was supplied by Harmon audio uh the akg lyra it's a great little microphone and headphone setup that sounds great i think uh so i really appreciate that and hopefully we'll see you next time uh to uh haunt you uh yeah sometime maybe not yeah Bye. every day but we'll haunt you next time we <laughs> we see you next time you hear us it'll be haunting <laughs> not like spiders but you know just in a different way yeah well yeah. maybe a spider could haunt you um once after you've murdered it have you ever do you do you wait do you guys believe in ghost spiders <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta watch game of thrones man Wait, are there ghost spiders in Game of Thrones? (laughs) I'm not going to give anything away.
Yeah, I'm never going to watch it. Just tell me. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe for the listeners, you don't want to spoil it. Okay. No, there's a, there's, a, there's a legend out there, but I don't think it ever came to fruition. The legend of the ghost spider. Uh, yeah, okay. So, what, is it, is it over? Is it over yet? Yep, I, I, I think, I think it, yeah, I think we've... we've I'm the best it. outro I've been a part of. Thanks, guys. 